chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. This episode of Survivor Brothers is brought to you by the TV Guide Podcast Network, and all I want for Christmas is this podcast, obsessive reviews of TV holiday movies. Join TV Guide holiday movie fanatic Julia Lechner and her special guests every Tuesday and Thursday as they break down the must-watch TV holiday movies of the season from Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, and more. Pour yourself a cup of hot cocoa, throw a Yule log on the fire, and enjoy this holly jolly podcast. Subscribe to TV Guide's All I Want for Christmas this is this podcast now wherever you stream podcasts hello everybody you're listening to the survivor brothers the ultimate unofficial podcast from your friends at tv guide i'm your survivor obsessed host fox van allen and joining me today is the other half of this godforsaken romeo and juliet Join me in welcoming Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance. Hey, Fox. Am I Romeo or Juliet? Uh, you are. Uh, you are LC Chillin. That, that, that is. That is. That doesn't roll off the tongue like DK Chillin <laughs> no, does. It doesn't. It doesn't. TS Chillin. I think LC Chillin or is Chillin is a little better than that. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so we are uh, we watched a uh, epic uh, three hour long finale. Uh, we're gonna talk about it all. Uh, we're gonna break it down. We'll, we'll be talking about. Uh, we'll, we'll investigate whether Detective Dean Kowalski was robbed of a million dollars in his fourth quarter performance. Uh, we will discuss uh, Kelly's sit down uh, conversation with Jeff and uh, changes to the show that are actually being made because of what happened. Uh, and we're going to tell you everything we know about season 40. War, uh, winners at War, I, I am so hyped. I cannot wait. You can't even say it. I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, going to premiere in February, February 12th, I believe. Uh, so uh, we'll be talking about that. But uh, before we get into it, let's talk about Island of the Idols for the final time in 2019. How sad, but exciting. Yes, yes. Well, well bittersweet. It is it is bittersweet because I, I feel like we had a uh, a really good season in terms of like gameplay. A lot of the gameplay was very entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we have a uh, a dark cloud that kind of hangs over the season in the form of Dan. Um, but uh, as we learned uh, in the finale, that there are changes being made, and hopefully things are going to be a lot better moving forward. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see for sure uh, when we do move forward. But uh, for now, uh, for now, we we heard all the right things, I think. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about the uh, the, the final five here. Uh, they they moved uh, to the island of the idols. They relocated. They got some pretty sweet digs. You That's... know, that thing had a roof. That yeah. thing had a swing. Yeah. Do you think uh, Rob actually made that? that That's seems... a great. That's a great question. Because no way in hell. <laughs> no way in hell. Like I don't. I don't doubt that Rob was there helping. Right. Because he was clearly doing like some construction yeah. work. Uh, but like there are this, like that very like I don't think he built that like fire pit area. I don't know that like he put together like the swing aspect of yeah, it. That thing was structurally sound. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't him, but that they did a great job with it. Uh, I liked that there was parsley there. <laughs> there was parsley, parsley and chickens and a swing and an idol. 
Uh, yeah, they need to Airbnb that place. Pay, pay I, a lot of money for it, that. It it is a hey Nora said it's like getting upgraded to the suite, and yeah. it it did look pretty sweet yeah. actually. They um, had beds. Yeah, two two floors and everything, yeah. right? Um, so uh, when they uh, when they arrive to the island of the idols, it's it's Tommy's first visit here. Uh, Tommy's never been. Everyone else has. Um, so uh, I guess uh, he he was probably told a little bit about what to expect by the other four because we so. didn't get that huge uh, like oh my goodness I can't believe it Rob and Sandra were here the whole time uh, reaction from him. Yeah, he didn't even freak out over the big old wooden heads. Yeah, and he didn't freak out over those special edition special limited edition buffs. Yeah, that they got nice. uh, presumably available for purchase somewhere. Got to be on <laughs> Amazon or the CBS store for makes, like forty five. Makes bucks. a great holiday gift, right? Totally, a I special should... commemorative uh, a buff. Hopefully, um, they can come in time for Christmas. Yeah, uh, but this was actually uh, the the buff. This was actually a really fun segment. Uh, this is this is probably the most fun we've had with an idol hunt in some time. Um, Tommy is immediately onto this clue where the buff is it's weird why are they doing that that makes no sense there's got to be a clue in these special edition buffs and there is where there's normally an immunity idol there is a machete and so tommy goes out searching for a machete and what does he find machetes everywhere there are a plethora of machetes there are a plethora of machetes uh and he finds uh this machete with uh, it's pink or red or he doesn't know he's colorblind which is like, oh wow, okay. That's pretty unfortunate that, for somebody who has to find color. That, that is a that is an unfortunate uh, twist to the story. Um, so Tommy recruits his best friend Dean well, to you, help with it. You got to recruit the detective. Yeah. So first of all, I got a lot of questions about this. So uh, first of all, did he make the right move here? Like telling Dean about this no. and, and second of all did he make the right move telling Dean like, he's got four people he could recruit into this thing no. but Dean's the one he brings it in. doesn't make any it didn't make any sense he just seems so desperate and he was you know freaking out pretty much that he couldn't find it and yeah so desperate times call for desperate measures it's un, it's not a smart move for Tommy who's made pretty smart moves this whole season yeah not smart yeah well I, I certainly don't mind the uh the the idea where okay I I'm colorblind and I've got to figure out, like, I need some help here. We got to find someone who can help me with the color aspect of it. I mean, ultimately, Tommy's the one who finds the red plank and finds the next clue. So he didn't really need to do it. But I I can't fault Tommy that much for helping, for like bringing in someone in that, in that first clue. But once the second clue has nothing to do with color, I don't know what he's doing telling Dean about it. Like that, that part is like, oh boy. And of course, it goes badly uh, because, uh, you know, Tommy tries recruiting Dean. Uh, Dean informs him that, you know, this sounds great. I got to poop. And Tommy's like, this guy, Dean, what am I doing here? When nature calls, like, I I can't blame him. Sometimes that just happens. And it throws him, you know, off the scent a little bit. It does does throw him off the scent. But uh, it's 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 not it's it's not really. So Tommy has this opinion of Dean and this view of Dean. And Tommy's really been underestimating Dean the entire season long. It's pretty clear. Everyone has. Yeah. And Tommy thinks it's just DK chilling. You know, he's just sitting back at the running his fingers through his hair, doing nothing. We don't get this whole DK chilling nickname the whole season. And then we get it like 15 times. In <laughs> he's the, really in the he's really into it. it really got uh, on my radar. I think that's his Instagram handle. I, I think that's, that's what, what it's, so uh, it's all about. I mean, right? He should. If 
he's going from DK Chill and DK Villain. Yeah, yeah. Well, the know, best time to give brand. away your Instagram handle is before you go away for a season. Like you're done. That's it. Yeah. You're like your last shot at Survivor. That's good marketing. That is good marketing. Yeah. Um. Uh. So so it's Dean. Dean actually finds this hidden immunity idol. He makes some kind of connection to the swing, and then he finds that, and he burn. I love that he burns the. Uh, I thought that was really smart. The little piece yeah. of it. Um. He couldn't get it to fit back on, so he's like, "What do I do with it?" Right. Right. Burn it. Um. And he. Uh. Dean. Gets Gets bling. Dean starts getting blinged out with jewelry, yeah. as he explains. Uh, Dare he, we say he's flexing? Yeah, he gets this idol that he ultimately does not need, and for sure he is flexing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it turns out there's one person here who could really use that idol, and it's probably Janet. Um, not that Janet knows or is even searching for it, but as we learned out, uh, we learned last time uh, the idol nullifier was played. If you have two idols, you're fine. Yeah, it's only if you have the one. So you know, and Janet got a little little arrogant, which is. You can't really blame her. You feel set. She's already talking about how she's in the final four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and we're gonna get to that final uh, that that tribal council in a moment. But yeah, Janet really does embrace her role as this like, I'm such a. They're not gonna beat me. I'm the fire. I'm the fire lady. I did it in a second. Yeah. She lit fire in a second. Yeah. And she's bragging about it. The final five, right before going to final four. Um, you gotta, you gotta think she's in trouble no matter what, but, uh, you know, she's playing for the jury. She's trying to build her resume a little bit early, so you can't blame her too much, but you just don't expect an idle nullifier to be in play. Like we've obviously seen it before, but it's so rare and for it to be played the proper way. You just obviously don't expect it, and she's just blindsided by it. Yeah, yeah. And again, it, you got to hand it to Dean here, because uh, Dean would not necessarily... I mean, t- sure, Tommy tells Dean about it later, but Dean doesn't need Tommy to tell him about what Janet has. Dean already knows. Yep. And Dean's been making these plans like, this is the perfect time to do it. Like, she's got to play it now, and we lose... Because of we lost that vote at six, we lost so much uncertainty. Because it was, should I play the idol nullifier now? Should I play the idol now? That yeah. that entire we vote had the whole is fake gone. legacy advantage that we yeah didn't get to we see. lost the we lost the legacy advantage. Although we did get we did, we did get to see Dean uh, we did get to yeah. see his reaction to learning it was yeah. fake, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, before we get there, let's talk about this final five immunity challenge. Uh, so it starts with some knockdown rope. You got to knock down some ropes, right, and build a ladder. Uh, with these ropes and maneuver a bag of balls up a pole and then you got to do the table maze. Yeah. You got to do the table maze. And uh, it looks like uh, Tommy and Dean really get off to an early lead here and they don't, I mean, they don't really give it up, but there's a there's a, a few moments where everyone kind of catches up at the the table maze mm-hmm. there, and it looks like everyone's kind of you know not necessarily equal footing, but maybe has a shot. Everyone but... really had their chance in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's Dean. Dean is just able to get that those balls. He is great at maneuvering them where they need to go. He he does the hard one first, then the easy one. I thought that was a smart move. Yeah. But it was also interesting that he struggled so much with the easy one. He just couldn't get yeah. it over that little ridge, yeah. but he did it in time. More jewelry for Dean. That's right. Uh, so he wins an immunity necklace that he does not need to go with his immunity necklace that he does not need, uh, plus his idle nullifier that he is definitely going to need. Uh, because, uh, yeah, Janet is just... Uh, Janet is... Janet should have won this game. Like, yep. Janet was so close to winning this game. She was a coin flip away from winning the game. And, and she was a coin flip away, a, 
a random pick out of the of, out of a hat. It's like all of the good luck that benefited Dean wound up being bad luck that hurt Janet. Yeah, and it's uh, it was like a one in seven shot for Dean to wind up at the island, and then another one in two shot for this whole thing to happen. So what is that? Like a one in fourteen. And don't ask me about math. It, it all it all but it, it all goes wrong. It really reminds it's a you, long shot. It reminds you of the community episode where they have all those different timelines, <laughs> and this is just the wrong timeline there, for her. There are a this this yes there. I I, I I don't know if we're on the darkest timeline, but I feel like we're close. I could definitely think of a timeline darker than this one. Yes. I think if we needed to come up with some ugly Survivor fan fiction, uh, we could come up with some really bad stuff here. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but fortunately uh, fortunately no. Uh, before. Before we get to tribal, though, we get one of my favorite segments in this entire, I mean, this episode, like this, maybe even the season, it's just such a great moment. And it's Nora and Dean, they get to go on a date because not just, Gene does not just win immunity here, right? He wins a steak and a vegetarian option if he would like to take it. Never take the vegetarian option. Nora has defined her entire game as being the vegetarian option. She is flavorful and zesty and healthy, just like this vegetarian option. Uh, So I, 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 I... She almost had the whole Guy Fieri, like trifecta with everything but then she said healthy which kind of screws everything <laughs> it up. does it does spoil things but i thought she bit. was just you know explaining like a night at tgi fridays or something yeah well listen i this is this date uh this date goes better than any date i've ever had at tgi fridays um, how many of, of dates have you been on at tgi fridays uh two wow yeah yeah impressive yeah um <laughs> okay uh so i want to talk about Nora's and uh, nor and dean's date and we're going to talk about it right after this Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, Lance. Uh, so we are back, and uh, we are talking about uh, Nora and Dean's flirting. I guess uh, it was one person's flirting. Yeah. So <laughs> not a two-way street. So I feel like there's a lot to Nora's story that we just don't know about. So Nora has some kind of relationship with her ex because she brings up exes a lot and specifically compares Dean to an ex earlier in this episode about how slick Dean is and he's he's just so and he's Dean pleasant, really he's gentlemanly Dean really is kind of slick here uh you know Nora wanted him out at 5 and now all of a sudden she's sitting down with him they're breaking bread they're talking about what a threat Janet is uh she saw him uh, stretching and you know <laughs> getting his hip flexibility, which is very important yeah. to Dean. Hip out health there. is very important to Dean, yeah. as he explained to her. Um, Lauren, uh, Lauren said that Nora is too smart to fall for what Dean's trying to do. It's an obvious play for winning a jury vote, winning a favorite uh, favoritism for final three, and uh, she is absolutely wrong because it looks like Nora does fall for it a of lot. Course. Nora uh, just wants attention. And she got it from Pretty Dean. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I feel like uh, uh, Tommy was talking about how after so many days here, like he just can't figure Nora out. And I think Dean's got her figured out. Like this is this is this is what Nora's been looking for the whole See, time. I feel like she's one of the most easy people to figure yep. out because it's just you give her attention yep. and you don't really argue with her, yep. and you're good. She she gives you the wink. 
She gives you her number and then she waits for your call. <laughs> And no one was calling her. Maybe that's the issue. People don't call people on the phone anymore. Uh, well, that's Nora's. Did she looking check for her texts? Dean. I don't think Dean is a phone call. Did she check her Snapchat? Dean. Dean might slide into the DM, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's given a phone. A call. couple of my highlights from from the date. Yeah. Uh, before they actually go on the date, uh, when Probst asks why uh, why Nora, because we're stoicism. <laughs> what? That's that good. one was great. And then Nora just randomly asking, "Have you ever dated a crazy girl?" <laughs> Which I've had people ask me that on first dates, yeah. and they're always the crazy one. It, it's it's not a good first date line, right? No. Like I wrote that. It's not a good. Have you ever met someone as crazy as me? Not a great first date <laughs> line. Just in case you're going out on a date to TGI Fridays this week, remember that. Uh, <laughs> they're all crazy at that point. Yeah, but hey, listen, Dean, Dean. All Dean has to do is run his fingers through his hair. And he wins over Nora. Yeah. He's just being survivor nice, but he really does have this. There's like a, it's like a, it's like a magnetism to Dean. Like people seem to just kind of fall for Pretty Dean. Yeah. And a lot of people have made mistakes in this game, falling for Pretty Dean. Like I, I feel like Kelly may have made that mistake. Although to be fair, Kelly and Dean knew each other outside the yeah. game, so that's and probably a really big him. factor as to why she handed over the yeah. idol to and him. And she never called him pretty. And she never called him pretty. Uh, but I, I think Nora's kind of getting win, won over a little bit. I mean, she doesn't take him at three when yeah. she has the opportunity to. What's funny is they both play similar games where it's kind of like whatever I'm feeling yeah. right now, like flavor of the moment kind of thing. Yeah. But Nora's the one that kind of gets dragged for that. It's just because she's so open about it. I think Dean just being quiet kind of helps him kind of just go wherever the numbers are going. Yeah, yeah. Dean is really good at saying what people want to hear. I think. And unfortunately, he kind of gets caught up a lot when he does that because yep. he says, he just says what people want to hear. Yep. And then he contradicts himself later yeah. as he kind of gets himself in trouble a little bit. But he will say anything to you just to make you like him. Um, and that's what makes him such a dangerous player. Yep. Um, and maybe if he had applied that to every single person in the game, maybe he would have won it. But he didn't, so you Detective know. Detective Dean should have solved that problem. It's it's tough winning over the entire jury when you only play for half of them, you know. <laughs> yep. So, uh, and he pointed it out. It's like I have never done anything <laughs> with you, nothing with you. I don't even know your name. Yeah, Dean. I, I feel like Dean pointed out a lot of his own flaws uh -huh. when it came when it push came to shove, because uh, those are certainly not the only flaws. I don't know who torpedoed this game more, Kelly or Dean. I would say probably Dean. Yeah. Dean a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there was a, probably a way to recover from his mistakes, but he is just not good at recovering yeah. from his mistakes. Uh, he is pretty, though. He's very pretty. <laughs> um, so uh, so after after the date, uh, that goes very well. Uh, even There's even a, a, a Lauren and Nora moment where they're just like, oh, it's so great. Uh, you get to see like a goodbye, like hug, maybe yeah. a little peck on the cheek. Yeah, you never she, know. She's not going to look down on him anymore. No. Now that she, she sees him as a man. She's, that's what did No it. longer a boy. Yeah. For Which is now good, you are a man. She shouldn't be going on dates with boys. No, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, she's, she's done that. Now she's looking for a man. Um, Upgrade. So, yes. Uh, so uh, so back at camp, uh, at final six, we knew that Dean was going to attract votes to himself and nullify it with this advantage that wasn't real and get caught up and get absolutely screwed over by it. And now at final five, it's Janet who has the same exact idea to use this advantage that she has, attract votes to herself, and then use it and ha has no idea that she's going to get absolutely destroyed by this nullifier. It was... Not what you want to see for somebody that we all 
have loved this entire season. Yeah. But you could just tell that that idol was just burning a hole in her pocket. She's like, I got to use this. Well, thing. of course. I mean, if you can use it, you got to use it. Yep. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's I mean, it's a terrible plan, uh, but. It doesn't seem that she necessarily, uh, you know, pulls it out before the vote or yes. anything like that. She had a little common sense. It could have that. been a lot more embarrassing and ugly than it wound up being. Uh, and I know that she she says that she, you know, it feels very dumb about how the whole thing that she was like already looking at four before yeah. she got to five. But I, you cannot blame well, her. What for could this. she have done differently? Because other than not open up the idol that she found like in the open, mm-hmm. you know, well, I think even, that was like the big mistake. That thing. was the big mistake. But even if she doesn't do that, she's got Tommy out there who's telling Dean about the idol anyway. Yeah. And Tommy has no idea that Dean saw this idol. Yeah. So now, you know, Tommy and Lauren, they're all, you got to use this. Yeah. You got to use it. Use it right now. Yeah. Um, at that point, there's, you know, there was nothing she could do. Like, yeah, yeah. That, she was already screwed. Every everybody realized, as as Aaron said at Tribal Council, that you know, no one wants to make fire against her. She's bragging about how great she is at making yeah. fire, and we but know she that... also did that from a point of I'm safe and right. So I would have done almost the same thing. I mean, yeah. maybe not go in as cocky, but it's hard not to when you're, you're like, I've got this idol in my pocket, and I could beat anybody in fire. So yeah. it's like I feel like I've almost wrap this thing up. I, there's I, I feel like there's really no reason not to at yeah. that point because it's uh, the votes are already set you know there you have your idol and if something happens there's not I, I don't think you can talk your way out of it at tribal exactly so you know it's it's a uh, it's it's a really bad draw she really does get uh, she loses a million dollars because Dean won a coin flip uh which is really really it's, tough it's but crazy really tough but that's the season that's where it is um so, uh, yeah, so Janet, uh, Janet's idol is nullified by Dean. Uh, Missy and Elizabeth are, are, are here for it. They're, they're super impressed. I was going to say, the, the queen of jury reactions, Missy, is just She had all over the so place. many fantastic yeah. reactions it's great. last night. Yeah. She's sharing her popcorn with Kelly and stuff. <laughs> like, that was awesome. Yeah. Krishma, yeah. too. Krishma, in-game and as a jury, she has amazing reactions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at this, this is the point where it starts to look like, okay, all of a sudden, Dean may have a shot at this thing. Like, it's not for sure yet, but Dean is all of a sudden showing himself that he is not 100% a goat here. He's got some moves or at least some bling. And he's, he's feeling himself too. Yeah. Like you could tell that the confidence was just rising in him. That's why you start hearing the DK chilling. You start hearing mm-hmm. different things. Like, he's he's been really quiet this entire season, and you really get to see his personality really shine more in this finale episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, and you know, he's still got work to do here. If he's going to win the game, like, for sure he's still got work to do. But he's kind of uh, playing to his base here. He's playing to the the Laro folks that he started with. uh, Missy, Elizabeth, uh, even Elaine. These are the people who he 100% needs to win this game. If he loses any of those three, it's over. Yeah, and Elaine was openly rooting for Lauren in the fire. Yeah, yeah, I, I I heard that too, and I for a moment I thought like uh, Elaine was like happy to see that uh, that uh, um, Dean walked in with the immunity idol, but I think she I think she was just kind of like just yeah. happy to see everybody. He's pretty. Yeah, he has, yeah, he he does have that going for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, before we before we continue with the, I want to talk about Janet a little bit. Uh, kind of wrap up her story here um, because she said uh, she has a little bit of an interview with Jeff after the fact. And, you know, she says uh, her gut told her not to show Tommy the idol. Uh, she showed it to him anyway. Uh, like I think we said, you can't I don't you can't beat yourself up too much for that. It was a mistake, but it wasn't the mistake that killed you. Yeah, um, it wasn't a fatal 
mistake. But I, I gotta say that of the final five, like Janet is my absolute favorite. Like I love Janet. I, I know my family loves Janet. So many people out there love Janet. Like how can you not love Janet? Like yeah. Janet is so fantastic. Um, and it was an absolute pleasure watching her play the game. And I mean, I hope she comes back. Like, it would be great to see her play again. I'd love to see her play again. Yeah. She just seems so perfect for the game. Yeah. And you could even tell in the uh, at the reunion or when they brought her out, like she got that standing ovation. Everyone, yeah. everyone just loves her. And, you know, it's really nice to that an older person can go and shine and be that great in Survivor, even though she was worried about being the first one out because of how old she was. Yeah, so yeah. I'd love to see her come back. Yeah, and I think it was called out that uh, Janet's like an inspiration to women or an inspiration to women her age, but she's just an inspiration. Like, yeah. she just, she's like got something to offer. We could all learn something from her. Yeah, like, and we th- called her the moral compass of this show, this season, a couple episodes ago, and she really, nothing ever changed that, no matter how things went against her in the game, which a lot of things went against yeah. her. She still kept her head on. She still tried and she still could have could have, and should have won this game. Yeah, she she got a lot further than I would have assumed she would just because of what a likable person she is. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying anything negative about her game and saying that it's just like, it's like how, um, where I was thinking that Lauren probably wouldn't win the game. It's for, for many of the same reasons where like everybody in the game loves Lauren and everybody in the game loves Janet. And when it's that cut and dry, it's so tough yep. at final five and final four where you don't want to go up against someone you know you're going to lose to. And that's, everyone was going to lose to her. Yep. And that's why she had to yep. go there. Um, but I think she can hold her head up high. Absolutely. Because it was a, it was a fantastic season. Okay. Um, so, uh, so thank you, Janet. And now let's head into our final four, our epic final four. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Dean is right there practicing fire ASAP. Uh, and we learn a lot about everybody's fire making abilities. Um, so, uh, Tommy tells Nora he can't make fire. That's a lie. Uh, apparently, Tommy also tells Nora that Dean's great at fire, which is also a lie. Um, uh, Lauren has never made fire before in the game. Uh, she made it before the season started, but apparently that's not enough. Um, and, uh, and and that's that's kind of and Tommy is great at fire. Tommy knows how to make fire and he's been keeping that a secret. I can't believe that these people are now in the final four and they're just now like, oh, crap, I've never made fire. Yeah. Like. What are you doing here? Like, I, come back to us. Like I, this makes ac- absolutely no sense. And for them to, f- for at least Lauren, freak out over it, it's like, of course, I would put you in there if I knew you couldn't make fire either. I mean, I get it for not wanting to, like what Tommy did and not wanting to be seen as that guy who's making fire all the time. Yeah. But like at some point, like day 36, day 34, yeah. like when you're there near the end yeah. and you got like one or two steps to go before this fire making thing. And she was told by Elaine, you know, you're 100% making fire. And she's like, oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Start try, start practicing there. Come on. It, I couldn't believe it. And yeah, like, okay, it's one thing if you're Tommy and you are really good at it yeah. that you're just like, all right. And you already know these two other people can't do it. So I would do the same thing as him knowing that I could do it. But if I've never made fire other than maybe a couple times before the season or just never done it at all, like get your head on. Yeah. Like you've played this entire game as Lauren, who's done a really good job. People all love her. You got to know this is coming. Yeah. And I want to say that this is probably some of Tommy's finest work in the season uh, where it's there are very few people here who he has really good connections with. And he spins everybody like uh, he completely. I mean, he completely spins Nora. 
Uh, even when Dean is at that Final Four fire-making challenge and wins it, he he just blows up his own spot. Just like, I don't know what Nora's talking about. I've never made fire before in my life. Tommy totally played her. Yeah, like, let's give Tommy another, <laughs> let's give, another line job, on his Tommy. resume. I, it's crazy. And then, like... He even doesn't understand Nora and he's trying to sell her and everything yeah. and it's it's working, but it's also he's he's throwing up Hail Marys like yeah. the what was his line? Uh, I want to take you on a heart level because we have the two biggest hearts. What is that even? <laughs> the heart mean? level. We're trying to connect on a heart level. But it worked. I I have no idea. Yeah. Um it, listen, Nora's Nora's tough to get. <laughs> Nora kind of just feels like the last person to talk to her is where she's gonna go. Yeah. And so Tommy's gonna be the last person to, to influence mm-hmm. her. Well, Nora's Nora's loving it. Nora goes on this great uh, it's a great Nora power trip, right? Uh here. Um she feels like even before the Final Four challenge, she feels like such a hot commodity. P.S. It's because everyone's taking you to Final Three. Yeah. Um You're but, the goat. Uh, but you know, she's getting caught ring ring. Oh, hello. Uh and we have to interrupt the call because Dean's stretching in the water, and that is some of Nora's finest, finest work. Well, they this, just, this is Nora's finest work here. Of course. Here. They just went on a date. So, I mean, how could she not catch his eye? <laughs> Sorry, I eye. see pretty Dean stretching and going in the water. He's freaking everywhere. I'm at a loss for words. For somebody who loves yoga and, you know, things of that yeah. nature, that's got to be just killer for her. She, she's got doing, a very good looking guy yeah. who's doing that in front of her on the ocean. There are a lot of Dean yoga moments in this episode. It's yeah. like he is playing to the jury here. <laughs> and plus, we don't know a damn thing about Dean other than, you know, he's Detective Dean yeah. and he stumbles sometimes and stuff. And now we're he, we're figuring out he likes hip flexibility and he likes to be called DK Chillin' <laughs> yeah. and all this stuff. So well, we also know he's we're pretty. learning a lot. We also know he's pretty. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, which he is, likes to flex. He does. He does likes to roll up his sleeves. Yep. Um, uh, so uh, at this uh, at this final four, let's go to the final four challenge here. Uh, the the one that that fully empowers Nora. Um, this this is a uh, this is a, a throwback challenge. We've seen this one before. Uh, it is super difficult. It is just balancing these r- tiny blocks on tiny ledges and hoping the whole thing doesn't fall over. Uh, and it's really just a challenge between Nora and Dean here. Uh, no one else really gets anything going. Um, it, it felt like it was built for Nora. This is like yeah, everything that Nora's won pretty much in uh, immunity challenges is it takes concentration, you know, having that kind of mindset. And this is exactly that, like taking your time, having that mindset where you don't for somebody who's so erratic mm-hmm. when it gets to the challenge, she just has that singular mindset, which I find impressive for her to kind of shut out everything else. And that's all she needed to do. She yeah. just had the concentration. She knew it wasn't a race, you know, and she dominated. Yeah, I got I got to agree. This was a fan. This was her challenge for sure. Like, I feel like if anyone like she had the best shot going into this, this is her third win, by the way. Mm-hmm. She has won three of these challenges. And that's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, you know, there are not especially because we lost a challenge in the in the middle. She could have won four. Yeah, we'll that's, never know. That's a good point. We'll never know. Um, and for but, somebody who was so bad at in the initial part of doing the yellow roll, remember the yellow roll before the pre-merge? Yes. And she yes. ends up dominating a lot of these competitions. Well, she she does strongly feel that her talents were not used by her that's tribe. True. And that's probably one of her talents. I think <laughs> that, she... That was probably the main thing she's she, talking about. She really... I think she thinks she, she still would have excelled in that role. And that she's a little... Maybe if, when if she comes only. back. 
If only she got that chance. When she's on, you know, Survivor Second Chances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't want to. I don't want to undersell Dean's performance here in the challenge because Dean, for the is is leading in this challenge right up until the very end. Uh, Nora really wins because Dean messes up big at the end, and by messes up big, I mean shakes it a little bit. Like yeah. it's it's like such a tiny little. Yeah. Like it's so easy to mess. But it's up. so demoralizing too, because especially when you're that close and you're yeah. on the last word. Yeah. I did want him to go a little quicker. Did feel like. Nora was taking bigger chances, so yeah. she kind of deserved to win that. I wanted to see Dean go for, you know, take four letters instead of going like two. Yeah. So that might have been the difference there. Yeah, he uh, he he played it, uh, you know, he was he was playing it safe and that perhaps that was what he needed yeah. to do because the moment that it all fell apart at the end. It's hard to blame his strategy yeah. because you got to think, you know, the odds are Nora's going to fall. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't blame him for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Nora, Nora here, Nora here is our big winner. Uh, super emotional moment for her. You know, believe in yourself, all that good stuff. Uh, hooray for Nora. Uh, but uh, she, she, we go back to the, uh, we go back to the, the camp, and again, everything rests on Nora's shoulder for the first time in the game. She's terrifying. got all the power, and you could tell that everyone is so they are. They're they're putting up with it, but they don't want to. But they're gonna put up. They're with so it. annoyed. Lauren looks like she's gonna cry like seven <laughs> times, like when she's about to like tell him, it's "Like I'm gonna go take a dip. Let's share a pineapple. Let's enjoy this." Everyone's like, "No, just tell us." She wants to. She's gonna tell everyone the decision, but first, it's time for a bath and also a pineapple. And Nora is Nora's the only one out there. Everyone's just sitting there in the shelter watching her. Like, hey, Nora, we're still waiting. And she's like there getting like knocked over by waves. It and was stuff. amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Nora, without Nora, the season just goes down yeah. the rankings. She is obviously was not going to win this game, but she, damn, is she entertaining. Yeah, she was sitting uh, prettier than usual. <laughs> she said um, and she explains uh, I think I hinted at it earlier her game has been bold zesty flavorful interesting unique fun and different um, her game is it sounds delicious um, I need it so yeah better than Applebee's right yeah no, uh, well, nothing's better than Applebee's oh, you kidding me correct you run that by Karishma first uh, okay, so uh, Nora Nora eventually uh, tells her decision after a whole roundabout thing. Well, Again, did... clearly she brought up her ex at some point. <laughs> she did say brevity's not her strong suit. Nope. So she she warned him at least. Yeah, it's all about. It's finally about her. It's finally about Nora. <laughs> about time. And uh, yeah, about time. Uh, so uh, she uh, she you know she tells Lauren, listen, you're my number one. Like there's no, I couldn't have done it without you. You're making fire. It's like, what the hell? What the hell is this? Like, like, does she not know how numbers work? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, she doesn't sell it well to Lauren. No. Uh, Lauren, uh, when Lauren does leave the game, Lauren does say, okay, well, Nora's right. Everyone did love me yeah. and they were all going to vote yeah. for me. But, you know, in this, in this moment, it's just like, Lance, you're my best friend. I, I, I couldn't have done this podcast without you. You're fired. <laughs> right? <Pretty much. laughs> I loved her. Uh, Nora's descriptions of everybody like obviously Lauren's number one yeah. uh, Dean you're the man you're beautiful and eloquent <laughs> yeah I've Dean eloquent I don't know and then uh, Tommy you're loyal and incredible mm-hmm. some of these were just I feel like Tommy kind of got the short end of everything yeah even though he was the, he was the one she's taking mm-hmm. I thought it was it was all just you know a master class of Nora well is that Tommy under the radar yeah you don't want to you don't want to bring too much attention to, your, to yourself there uh, Nora, yeah, <laughs> Nora. Uh, so Lauren takes things incredibly poorly. Um, you know, or I mean, it's it's tough to take. Yeah. Um, I did like that at the moment. Uh, that 
uh, Nora finished making her decision and released that final name, everyone was just done. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone left immediately. Like, Nora was still going, but, like, Laura was just, all right, Yeah, I got to make Dean, fire. like, high-fived her. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it, uh, finally, uh, her power had come to an end because she revealed it. Uh, she could have enjoyed the entire afternoon. I thought she, she could have been to... the most popular person for the entire afternoon. I thought she afternoon. was going to hold on to it. You know? Yeah. Kind of like the impeachment papers. Just hold on to it. Just, just hold on to it. That's right. Uh, well, it turns out that uh, that uh, Nora really wants Lauren out here. Uh, and Nora's kind of scheming. And we learn later at the you know final tribal council that part of Nora's strategy here is to kind of hover around Lauren here and not make not let her have this moment where it's like, OK, I'll leave you alone to go practice. Uh, instead, it's a very combative where, hey, if you ever want to talk to me, let me know here. Um, and they get into a fight. Which it's a is, hilarious fight. It is a hilarious fight. Uh, and it starts uh, partially because, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lauren reminds Nora that, like, yeah, I, you're the one who put me here. I, I can't talk about it because I've got to do this because of you. And Nora tells her that you're being awful selfish right now. <laughs> you are only thinking of yours. If you were thinking about your friend and me, you wouldn't be so selfish right now. Be humble. How dare you? How dare you? Um, I love this. Love this moment. Like it was a great moment. Uh, yeah, I gotta say that this is probably Nora's like best strategical moment. Yeah, because she's just annoying. Like, what is she good at? She's good at talking. Good at annoying you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what she did. And it really. You know, even before all that, Lauren was already defeated, it felt like. Yeah, yeah. And for this, just to add on to that, while Dean's just out there getting tips and everything, like, it was... It was really, really funny, and for her to threaten to steal the machetes. Oh my was goodness! Just that was that was like a next level thing, where it's like she's not, she doesn't like threaten in like the Russell Hance way. She's yeah. like, well, I could if I wanted to be a jerk, I just take away the machete. Like, so you can like, what the hell? Like, what you're gonna take away the machete yeah. now? Like, no. Like, if I wanted to, I could, but I I'm not be, gonna. I should be getting credit for not stealing the machetes from <laughs> yeah. you, for allowing you to try to make fire. I could throw your shoes in the ocean. I'm not going to do it, but I could. So why don't you thank me for that, too? She's right. We all deserve thanks for not doing terrible things. (laughs) And really all like Dean's loving all of it. Like Dean, Dean says it's all putting a smirk on his face. Um, I would, too. It's yeah. You know, he he played college basketball. He knows that if you can just you know, play the mental warfare, you've already got this thing won. Yeah, and Dean Dean has been DK chilling with the fire the whole time. Uh, you know, he really cuts him. He looks like he cuts his finger pretty badly while he's practicing. Um, so you know, he's he's going hard, and even with that injury, you know, he's going to keep practicing. Uh, and uh, and Tommy again in another great strategic play here at Final Four. Uh, he sits down with Lauren and he talks to her about making fire and he gives her advice, but he doesn't really give her good advice. Like he gives her like, I'm not an expert, so I don't want to tell you anything that gets you wrong. Yeah, you just put some of the coconut on there, you put some sticks and you're done. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, whereas he, when he sits down with Dean, it's like, okay, so you got to build the structure first, right? You got to hear the husk. Like it's, it's an entire plan. Yeah, he's more like locked into. He's like, when he was with Lauren, he was just kind of like hanging out. He was like, oh yeah. yeah, if you do that, you're good. Don't even worry about it. And he's like locked in with with Dean. He's like, you got to do this. You got to do that. Make sure the structure's sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they were, uh, it looks like they, they were kind of a, a tight pair. Uh, I mean, it looks, uh, Tommy brought him along because Tommy saw Dean as a goat, but 
perhaps little did Tommy know everyone else saw him as a goat. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like we've got a goat filled final three. Plus, I don't think he ever really saw Dean just going on like this massive hot streak right. too, to, to right. end it. To, yeah. To be fair, I, I don't think that you would as, uh, assume that Detective Dean, I don't think that we would have assumed that Detective Dean, um, you know, before the finale aired, uh, I was thinking about the last season, the Chris Underwood, Island of Ex- Extinction, right? Where it's like, okay, so Dean's probably not going to win the season, but theoretically, he's got a better shot than this, that Chris did, like, last season. Yeah. Like, he's got an idol, or, or he's got the idol nullifier, like, going into this episode, and presumably he's going to use it at Jan- uh, on Final Five at Janet, and presumably Janet's going to, like, it was all set up so perfectly for, like, there's nowhere for this to go but for Dean to be successful with his idol nullifier. Yeah. Um, and like he just, he, that fourth, that fourth quarter, man, he just really poured it on. He turns it on in the fourth, you know, it's, he's, he's got that clutch gene. Yeah. And I, I mean, for Dean, this is kind of the strategy you need to take. Like someone like that, who is very physically capable of doing this and who presumably has something going on inside his head, even though he may not show it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a smart guy, yeah. right? You start seeing more of it. Yeah. As the game, as we get closer yeah. and closer to the end and everything, you wish you saw it more. And if you saw it more in the beginning, like you saw with Tommy, th- we might have a different ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the ending we, the ending that we got here, uh, well, let's final four tribal here. Yeah. Uh, we get Nora and Lauren are clashing again uh, at tribal, which is, which is again, great. It well, continues. You know, Lauren's got her smirky face going. <laughs> It's kind of rude, kinda right? Rude. It's kind of rude. I would have done the same. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love how it starts. Like, I'm not even gonna look at your face, and then she goes 100 in on her face. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's. And once Nor- Lauren heard that, she looks directly at her too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great Lauren moment. Yeah. Nor, Nor gonna do it. Nor gonna do it. Um, and yeah, at the uh, at the popcorn sharing uh, sharing moment there, um, uh, Dean Dean wins. Yeah. Dean wins this final challenge. It looks like they're maybe a little bit even at the midpoint. Maybe Lauren could pull it out, but it, Dean just had the better strategy going in, and it's all Tommy. Yeah, it was. And, you know, you felt bad for Lauren because she got the fire going. She was coming back, but she just wasn't building the structure enough, mm-hmm. and she just wasn't going fast enough. didn't seem like she had really that sense of urgency. And once she saw that Dean's fire was growing. She kind of felt like it was over for her. Mm. Did you uh, did you notice the uh, jury reactions when Nora announced that it was going to be uh, Dean who was taking that second seat instead of Tommy? Yeah, I saw Kelly give a, a little look. Yeah, and it was a little bit for Janet too. It's like, yeah. wow, like wh- what did Tommy pull there? Like yeah. that's good, good for her because everyone, everyone else saw Dean the exact same way Tommy did. It's like this goat to carry along yeah. to the end, right? So- what, what she she blew it right? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I would have put Tommy versus Lauren, yeah. especially because those two were. I'm not sure what planet, you know, uh, Nora was on, thinking that Dean might win this thing or whatever. But I guess really just Tommy influencing her, saying that she can't mm. make that fire really screwed everything up. Yeah. But Tommy and Lauren felt like the two favorites to win the game, so let them go at it and you know take your chances from there. Yeah, well, um, it, it was a it was a gamble. I mean, presumably Nora screwed no matter what she does. Yeah, like, she wasn't gonna how win, are you so. gonna sell Nora to yeah. the jury at this point? Um, she she's drawn dead, and uh, Tommy and Dean kind of know that. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, Jack uh, Jack notes as as the thing is that that it is it is Tommy who played it is Tommy who played Dean, and not Dean who or not Tommy who played Nora. Um, so it 
it looks like this is going to be like at this point, I'm thinking, OK, it's going to be close either way. Yeah. Like Dean's probably going to get some votes here, but there is a really strong Tommy contingent who's never going to vote for Dean. Yeah, it, it felt like Dean was real close and he kept getting to that point of overtaking Tommy mm-hmm. and like swaying everybody or at least a majority. Yeah. And then something would happen. Some kind of roadblock would hit Dean and he just could never overcome it. Yeah, it was a it was a real horse race, uh, real horse race there. Pardon me. Um, or, or a real basketball match or what, uh, t- uh, magic versus bird, right? That's the big show. To- You're yeah. the sports guy, right? That's, this is the, uh, what do you think? Is that the right analogy here? Uh, I would not call that the right who's analogy. Who's magic and who's bird? Uh, <laughs> neither of them. Okay. Because those would be two of the all time greatest players ever. And mm-hmm. I don't think either of these two guys represent that. Dean in the Qu- game, Detective Dean, not an all time great? No? No. No? It's not yet. Well. He's, uh, he's got time. Yeah. Nora mate thinks so. He's on Nora's list. It's all time pretty. To, to uh, yeah. So okay. So it, who? It, so we've if we got the Magic versus Bird showdown. Who who is Nora? Who who is who is Nora in this mix? Nora's one of the the bench players, like the fifteenth man on the bench who just oh. like tries to to get in fights. Hmm. Better luck next time, Nora. Yeah, she's good at getting into fights. We yeah. saw it with Lauren. That's right. Yeah. Um, she's the last person on the bench, so it doesn't matter if she gets thrown out or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got, uh, so it looks like we've got our final three here. Uh, it is it is Nora, it is Tommy, and it is Dean. Uh, I do not know that this is necessarily the final three I was expecting. Uh, not surprised to see Nora there. Not surprised to see Tommy there. Kind of a little surprised to see Dean there. Yep. I think Dean did a lot better than I thought he would all season long. Yeah, especially for a guy who had to be gifted a, an immunity idol just to survive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but was that, I mean, was that Kelly's move? Was that his move? That was Kelly's move. It, I mean, it all comes down to what the jury thinks, right? And uh, let's. we're going to talk about this uh, final tribal council and the lead up to the final t- tribal council right after this. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Okay, Lance, so uh, we're back once again, and uh, we're heading into our final Tribal Council. But before we get there, we get like a little short scene of the final three on the beach, and Nora needs a little help with her final three speech. And Tommy's there to help her. And I never understand this move. Like, I've seen it on Survivor before where it's the final three and they're talking to each other about, hey, let's give me, can you give me advice on my speech? Like, what, can you help me with it? Like, no, no, they're not going to help you. I just don't understand. <laughs> like, I think people just kind of forget yeah. at the end that it's, it's competition, you know, one versus one versus one. It's not two versus one. Like, like she was thinking, it's like, oh, let's just gang up on Dean. Like, I don't know what she was seeing in Tommy to not see that he was the favorite to win this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You'd think that it would be the other way around where she is maybe trying to work with Dean to like come up with anti-Tommy reasons, but maybe she's just not seen it. Like, I I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard getting into Nora's head strategically. For the most part in this game, she's made good strategic moves. And it really kind of... She falls apart in the fourth quarter here, um, where, where when she doesn't have the power to make these moves, she knows the right moves to make. But when she has the power to make the moves, she blows it. It's a lot of 
Nora has come up with some good ideas, yeah. but her problem has always been execution and it yeah. will always stay execution. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about our, our final tribal uh, council here and, and maybe a little bit about Nora's execution there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Jeff uh, likes breaking up our final tribal council into three segments, outwit, outplay, outlast. Unfortunately for Dean, no outchill. Um, had that been a part of it, he would have won. I might really do easy. pretty good at that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so as far as the uh, outwit part of the game, I guess, which is the part where you make alliances with other people, the strategic part of the game, mm-hmm. uh, Dean highlights his DK chillin' strategy. That is his strategy, um, and plays up his social game with Kelly a little bit. But uh, his his big strategy is not to be a loud guy; just kind of be chill. Don't be anything. Don't was really yeah. his his thing. Basically, yeah. Don't be noticed. Just Hang around, just chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nora's strategy, meanwhile, don't be bland, don't be annoying, which got some looks from the jury, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but Elaine calls her out and says, uh, no, I think it was all emotional. And uh, Elaine 100% nails it on the head. Oh, yeah. Everybody like, agrees with her. For somebody who played so clueless this entire time, Elaine just like took off the, oh, I'm I'm stupid cap. And she was, yeah. she was really good. She stopped playing dumb and she saw right through Nora. Everything she was saying made 100% sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, one of my favorite uh, tribal council, final tribal council moments then is is Nora, uh, where she she starts she starts going back into, it's like going on a date. And everyone just, the jury's <laughs> no. like, nope, I'm out. No, Time stop, out. Stop. Stop. Honestly, I think that was my favorite moment of the entire episode. <laughs> Which is why I just keep coming back to like, what is going on with Nora and her ex? Like, she is not able to let this go. Well, she's obviously very lonely, unfortunately, yeah. and she's she's looking for love like everything about this is it goes back to who she is and she mm-hmm. needs that co-partner you know yeah. she needs a partner she needs somebody with her and she doesn't have that she even talks about it she's That's like true. when i go when i go home i don't have a boyfriend there i don't have anything to look forward to like you can't base your whole life on just your love life too mm-hmm. you know look at this lance cartelli with some insights as a single person given you know, <laughs> another single person some advice. we are ex- experts on that yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> We we all we all have experience with exes. Uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, so uh, Tommy Tommy's outwit uh, pitch here is that he made connections with everybody. He played the middle. He didn't just ts chill. Uh, he made big moves. Um, he admits uh, to the truth that he was considering getting rid of Janet at eight there. Um, I think Tommy does a pretty good job here. Uh, as as far as like this is really Tommy's time to shine. Yeah, uh, Dean's is, got nothing nothing going on in this section. Yeah, this is where this was Tommy's entire game. Yeah, and you know you could tell some of the jury was getting annoyed that people weren't like taking con- taking you know responsibility for their game. Mm-hmm. And so Tommy does that. He's like, "This is what I did, Janet." He's just straight up honest with Janet, which I think you got to respect. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So and yeah, this is where Tommy shines, and the rest of the. The people in there just didn't have much. Yeah, um, and and really the the highlight of how little Dean had here uh, was I think Jamal's question, where Jamal's asking, "What ethical line would you not cross in this game?" Another great question. Uh, it's a great question, yeah. and you know Nora and De- uh, Nora and Tommy have great answers here. You know, that uh, Dean needs a moment to think, even though he was the third person to answer, he needs an extra <laughs> moment to think, and that he doesn't really have a line. That's basically the answer that we have. Um, and it's a really unsatisfying answer. I mean, I, especially on this season, I feel like there's maybe a way to sell that. Like I am here for my family. I have to do whatever it takes to yeah. win. Like they're Just number one. Yeah, there's a way to sell. Like, I don't have an ethical line in this game. It's got to do what I got to do. 
Uh, it just it just comes across terribly. And I think it's because he's trying to tell them what they want to hear yeah. again. And well, I also think it's a little bit of Dean's just not a very deep person. That's you true. Know, that's just who he is. Yeah. What you see is what you get. My man, Dean, he just wants to have a little fun and maybe secure the bag. That's yeah. it. He didn't think he didn't think about it. he didn't. He's not talking about morals yeah. here. Yeah. He's a, there's, it's there's a moralist game. A whole some. bunch of stuff's going around around him. He's just trying to stick around. That's yeah. all he's trying to do. Yeah. He spent like 30 days just yeah. trying to stick around. Which is why I think, like I said this earlier, him and Nora have such similar games where it's like, this is what feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the second part of our final tribal council here, the outplay part, uh, which is, uh, according to Jeff, the part that involves challenges and idols and that part of the game. Uh, when, when we get into the outplay, uh, this is where Dean rolls up his sleeves. Literally, this is the moment when Dean rolls up his sleeves because flexing season. this is Dean's segment. Dean's got Dean's got one of the three and this is his um, because uh, uh, Dean is got all the bling and he shows it off at this tribal uh, this tribal final tribal here. Uh, he shows off his legacy advantage. Can you confirm, Jamal, that this is a, an actual legacy advantage? No. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, he just had that's one of those things I was talking about. He had all this momentum and then yeah. you get hit that roadblock. You just and yeah. it just kind of derails you for a second. Yeah, but I, I feel like this doesn't completely derail him no. because like even no. the jury's like, it's I mean, you gotta hand it to him. Like it wasn't real, but yeah. he still used it to be safe at six and nine. Exactly. It's just it's not that it came up at six, but the thing I didn't like is that this is what Dean should be saying, and you have the jury kind of defending yeah. his moves. And yeah, the, like, the jury, on, the jury did kind of make Dean's case for him a few times, mm-hmm. um, even when it came to that uh, ta- talking about like Dean and, and Kelly and their relationship. Like he had a lot of help from the jury, and yeah. even with the help from the jury, it didn't really help him that no. much. And he, he had like Missy kind of like holding his hand a lot of the time yeah. too. She was a very active part of the jury, and she was really helping him out. Yeah, and also didn't vote for. Well, him. I think that's the that's the that's where it went. I think like Missy really really wanted to vote for Dean. Yeah, like oh yeah. I, I I feel like she was really looking like there were so many impressive moves like like Missy is such a hardcore gamer. Like Missy is like I don't want to say that Missy doesn't have any ethical lines, but I feel like she can identify really well with Dean's game here and like doing what you got to do to make it to the end mm-hmm. as a physical threat. And I you know, it's there's just Dean just can't make the sale because yeah, the only, person, the only person you really convinced was Aaron. Yeah. I feel like Aaron wanted to vote for him anyways. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He just couldn't do enough to just push them over the edge. I think he got a lot of people right onto it. And then they were just like, when they compared him and Tommy, they just couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Nora, as well, does not have a very good argument here in the outplay segment because she plays up how she brought Dean to the end. And as it turns out, she forgot that she did not actually take Dean. She took Tommy to the end. That is a uh, that is a quick fact check yeah. that we get there. Uh, so Nora does not have a lot go- going on here. Um, but I really think uh, Kelly, in multiple moments, kind of sunk Dean's chances. I yeah. think she was the one that did it. When she's the one that calls him out for not having the final two or three deal with anybody, and then it all turns out he had like three final two deals. I just sunk it. I feel like that was the final, you know, shot. Yeah. And Dean really sinks himself too. Yeah. Because Dean is the one who brought that up at that. Like, what line would you not cross? Well, I would never tell any of you that I had a final two with you if I didn't. But he had apparently a final two with everybody, including Karishma. Even, I know. And even <laughs> in this episode, he's like, I got a final two with this person, like previous in the episode yeah. and stuff. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like everybody can fact check this thing. And yeah. it just, uh, this, he is pretty though. He is very pretty. <laughs> um, 
And uh, Tommy does make a good argument here uh, that what Dean does here, these are not moves, that Dean is not making moves. He is just finding things. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, that that really checks out here because the idle nullifier that Dean had, he won entirely based on luck. Yep. Um, and he played it not entirely based on what Tommy said, but in large part because... Tommy was there pushing yeah. the of all play. that the best gameplay movie did was seeing Janet and Tommy open it up. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, and that was part of Elaine's move too because exactly. Elaine was there. Exactly. So <laughs> it's not like uh, Dean had that and uh, Dean had that u- unique. Yeah. But and um, he really did get lucked into so many things, like the Kelly giving him the idol. Yeah, that's really another flip of the coin kind of yeah thing. but i'll tell you when he pulled out that note from sandra and rob that is a real nice thing to have at a final oh, yeah. tribal council he, and like his voice changed and stuff that's when like he kept trying to push that confidence and it kept oh yeah stuff. yeah this is like peak confident dean yeah. here yeah. he's like you know he's teaching complicated algebra tommy's on a fourth grade level and watch out for dean because dean's on a ninth grade level that's some good math he's gonna he's gonna school you it's fourth grade man high school freshman style uh <laughs> So the uh, the third part of our final tribal is Outlast. And I still, after like five seasons of this, have no idea what the Outlast part is supposed to be. Honestly, my notes, I don't have anything. <laughs> uh, I think Jeff, Jeff sold the Outlast segment as, uh, did you put the right people on the jury? Uh, I, I don't, we'll find out when they vote, right? I think only Tommy did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tommy, Tommy's pitch is that he didn't need advantages. Uh, you know, this is, this is where Dean kind of calls out his fourth quarter come from behind uh, play here. You know, uh, he wants the jury to think about the jaw dropping moments. And I really, that is Dean's best play here. Yeah. Dean's got to remind you, like when you're watching survivor, the things you want to see are like these blind sides and, Oh man, he's got an idol. Oh, but it's nullified. Like they're like, they're such great, like popcorn eating moments. Like, right. Uh, but, Without the social part of the game that Dean really seems to be lacking, it's just tough to make that a sale that you deserve a million dollars because you have the idol nullifier and you have, you know, you got lucky and you found an idol that you didn't need. This is a social game. And so we've seen this with multiple players before. If you don't have that social aspect, no matter how good, how well you do in the game and how many jaw dropping moments you have. You got to have those connections because those are the people that vote for you. Yeah. Um, and Dean even calls it out where he's like, uh, you know, like you said, I-, I don't talk with Janet. I don't talk with Karishma. There's so many of you here who I don't even talk to. And okay, F you then? Like, yeah. I don't, what? Yeah. what? Here's a million dollars. Let me write your name down. <laughs> Just a reminder, I haven't talked to you at all. Yeah. Like, so please vote for me. Yeah. Like, at least with uh, Chris last season, he was making connections with everybody. Like, call him a controversial winner or not, but like, he, I mean, for sure, because he lived with the jury for most of the yeah. game. But like, at least he made these connections with people where Dean actively avoided making converse, like connections with half the jury. And... You can't win the game like that, man. Nope. nope. And it's just- You got to fake it. Yeah. like Survivor it, nice. Be survivor nice. And he was only survivor nice when it really was like, oh crap, I might actually win this game. Yeah. Uh, Dean Dean only wants to work with certain people and Dean, I don't know, like Dean just had nothing in common with Janet. So he didn't want to talk with her and didn't want to make something work with her. Which is 
not what you want to see because I bet you if they just hung out a little bit, I bet you they would find something. Yeah, and I think you can realize, uh, you know, if you're Dean here, that okay, like even if I do hang out with her, and even if we do form these bonds, like we're not going to be allies. Like she's not going to dump her alliance for me. Like it's not. That's not what you're looking for in that game but like you have a good enough relationship with a person that when it comes down to that final vote and you need to decide who you're giving a million dollars to i don't want to give it to someone who i never talked to like i can't like i'm not based on like oh well you know jamal says he's a good guy so i'll vote for him there like it's you gotta it's gotta be your experience exactly and for a lot of the jury they just didn't have that experience and you know going into this final tribal council like Dean is trying to pull out maybe at best a 6-4 win, maybe a 5-5 with a tiebreaker. He's just given away so many jury votes without even competing for him. Yeah, he was really hoping that the recency bias of just dominating that the end, that fourth quarter. Yeah. And that was really his, his – that's all. And having all these different things that were given to him and it just never – Connected with anybody because he never made those connections. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, the final vote here uh, when it when it comes down is it's it's an eight to two uh, decision where uh, you know we have no idea how Dan would have voted. Fortunately, it doesn't matter. Phew. Um, where uh, Tommy, uh, pardon me, Dean gets Aaron's vote and he gets Elizabeth's vote um, uh, because we learn Dean was Elizabeth was Dean's number two in the game. No idea. Uh, no idea. And maybe should have kept that on the DL because yeah. that really blew up his spot. Letting everybody know that. Um, but he loses, uh, he loses Missy's vote. Absolutely crucial. He loses Elaine's vote. Absolutely crucial. Uh, and he needed to pick up one more. I don't know where that other one vote would have come from. Uh, I don't think there's any way Janet's going to vote for Dean. Lauren's not going to vote for Dean. Maybe Kelly, if he had maybe played with Kelly a little better and maybe. Yeah, but Kelly really, you know, she was, she's all strategic. Yeah. When Dean has no strategic play at all, you lose it. Yeah. Well, they had that. They had that personal connection that goes outside the game. And Dean, maybe he could have sold something to because she he did get her idol, and he did have that opportunity at the following tribal council to say something and save Kelly and save Kelly with her two idols. Like there was a way Kelly could have been saved. Yep. And he just let Kelly go. Exactly. And maybe he would have been better off in the game with Kelly. Yeah. Uh, because it looks like the jury really, uh, it's hard. Like, I personally find it very hard to fault Dean from being at the bottom the entire game. Because for the most part, most of those times he was at the bottom were through no fault of his own. Uh, you know, his tribe lost challenges early. That was not Dean's fault. Uh, Dean got on that that three to five tribe swap. That was not Dean's fault, you know? He survived. Like, he did yeah. what he needed to he do. He had a good story. Yeah, and he got to the merge, and once he got to the merge, things turned around a little bit. But once, he would never really got the full turnaround going. Um, and, and I think, like, a lot of people were maybe putting a little bit too much weight on the fact that he was never in a strong position early on uh, when they really should have been focused on, like, the you know, the last part of the game. But even in that last part of the game, he just doesn't really seal the deal here. So that's that's the story of Dean. Yeah. That's why Dean does not win Survivor, 8-2. to right. two. Detective um, Dean goes down. Yeah, yeah. Could have could have been different. Uh, was not different. 
Um, we, uh, we got the, we got the, uh, reunion show after that. It's a fairly short reunion, but there's a lot of very important stuff in here, uh, because we get, uh, we get our, our conversation, uh, with Kelly. We get, uh, information about the new season coming, uh, season 40. Hell yes. Uh, let's talk about that. And we're going to talk about that right after this. CBS Sunday after the equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, Lance, we are uh, we're back one last time. Oh my goodness, that's the final commercial break of 2019. Wow. That's pretty good, right? Thanks to all our sponsors. Yeah, thank you to uh yeah, whoever that was who was on it may have been our own ad. I don't know. I well, think thanks it's to us. Uh, it could have been. Yeah, thank you. Thank you Fox and Lance for a great season. About time. Uh, it's about us. <laughs> Uh, so we had a couple great, re- uh, cr- couple fun moments at the reunion. Aside from the serious stuff here, uh, we have a great flub by Nora, uh, where she gives some advice: stick out, stand out, be a cock, a peacock. <laughs> Whoops, uh, that's uh, that's a Freudian uh, slip. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the fun of live TV, right? Oh wait, not live, live to tape TV. Live-ish. That's the fun of live-ish TV. Live-ish. Yeah, um, just like this podcast, live-ish. Yeah, live-ish. Um, I think uh, one of the fun shockers of the reunion is that Jamal and Jack are roommates now. Yeah, that was like that's a, a mind blower. Like a holy crap. Yeah, like and not in L.A. where like everyone in Rhode Island comes. Yeah, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. That's got. It's a listen. That's like a. That's gonna be like a fun CBS buddy comedy. I was gonna say that, Put that on sitcom. Jack and Jamal. Jamal and Jack. A, make a sitcom. Yeah. Get the make that like the next sequester, and it's just in their house. Or something. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Shout out to sequester. Love it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, the Jamal and the Jack and the, and the do-rag moment is one of the most talked about uh, moments of any survivor, uh, kind of underselling the other thing that happened uh-huh. on the season. Um, but that really would have been such a bigger moment if yeah. all the other stuff didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. But before that, before we get to that, though, it's time for Christmas. Uh, Christmas presents for three people. And uh, it's the SIA Award, which is one of the strangest things about the Survivor finale in recent years. It's so weird, but I love it. I it's do amazing. Too. So SIA is apparently such a big fan of the show that she wants to give money out to the people who don't win yeah. because she loves them so much. Hey, SIA, if you love Survivor, uh, hopefully you listen to Survivor Brothers. And if you we don't win anything, yeah. give us some money. Listen, I, I, I would take the Jamal money. Like, I don't yeah. need the 100 grand. Yeah. I'll just take the 15. Uh, so listen, like, I don't... I, I, I don't want to like like knock her like it's this. great I like I, it's this. great that she did this and uh, like I know like Elaine is so thankful to have this money and Janet's so thankful to have this money but it's just so damn weird that it's Jamal that gets fifteen and everybody else. Gets I thought 100. it was weird too and you kind of have to like like if you're Jamal yeah you're like I just got fifteen grand that's awesome yeah. but it's like. These people just got so much more than me. And it was like directly after. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's such a and it feels almost arbitrary. It's like 15 versus 100. It's just a it's just a weird breakdown. And like, I get that, like, it's it's her money and it's a gift. And don't look a gift horse in the mouth or whatever. Right. But like, it's just an awkward Christmas morning moment where 
one person gets a Nintendo and the other person gets a sock. Yeah. And those are your gifts. I mean, I'll take a $15,000 sock, but yeah, like, how do you not just like think like that? It's, <laughs> it's like, a, it's a very expensive sock. It, it is. It's only one of them too. Yeah. But yeah. It, like $85,000 difference, like you got to be like running through your head. It's like, all right, I love this money. That's great. But what did I do differently? Like, why didn't I get that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it would have even been better if it was like one person gets 100 and two people get 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels worse that it's two people get 100, but one person gets significantly yeah. less. Maybe they honestly, they should have like split it up where it's like in like the A block. They have Jamal getting the 15 and then at the end, the 100. Yeah, there you go. So just you have a little bit of space. Or you could have just split the 215 evenly. This is uh, yeah. like 70 a person or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. A little bit, little 70 and change. Yeah. See so you. See you write out a check for like $71,333.33, like everybody. Elaine should get the 100 grand and then maybe like Jamal and Janet split or something. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I mean, listen, I kudos to her for doing it. Yeah. Like it's it's a really Not fun. Money. She doesn't have to do it. And it's it's great. Like it's much better than getting $0, which is what most of the cast got. Um, certainly what we got. So uh, congratu- congratulations to, the, uh, to Elaine and Janet and Jamal. Um, taking over where, you know, I feel like back in the day, like, didn't we used to have like our favorite player get money, but like a corporate sponsor would yeah. do it. Now it's just Sia. <laughs> so, I mean, CBS isn't mad about that. It's just Sia. Yeah. Hey, listen, what if they if, split it or something. If Sia could pay our salaries, that'd be good too. C- CBS, everyone would love that. Um, all right. So, uh, so let's talk about the serious part about this, uh, this, this episode here. And it's the, uh, the Jeff sit down with Kelly. Um, and I, 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 um, I wrote down a, a couple quotes here from Jeff because uh, it, it feels like a very important moment here uh, where he, he says that, well, you know, we intended to do the right thing. Uh, and if it happened today, we would have handled it much differently. Uh, but to Kelly, uh, he says, you were right. You were right. You were right to speak up. You were right to step forward despite a lot of risk and to speak your truth. And I want to acknowledge and apologize for your pain. You didn't ask for it. And you didn't deserve it. Um, and that kind of like, I, first of all, like, I think that's the best way to start this. Like, just to like come out with, before we even start the conversation, just say like, hey, listen, w- we blew it. We Sorry, up. you're right. Like, it's, we, this shouldn't have happened. And it's not going to happen in the future. And we're sorry. And I feel like that almost like, maybe disarms Kelly a little bit. Like, I, I think that's maybe why, like, she's got, like, that moment where, like, she, it takes her a few moments to get started because, like, I don't know that I would have expected that to start. And that's just, like, Yeah, you know. I think you're right. And I think yeah. just, just she really felt the gravity of the moment. And it's, like, I get, you know, these two minutes to really get my yeah. point across. Yeah, and, I, so, and, and it is such a huge moment. Yeah. Like, it is, we knew this was coming at the finale. Like, this is why people are tuning into yep. this. I talked to some people who thought that they wouldn't even talk about this on the finale. I was like, no, they have to. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot not address yeah. this. Uh, my only, I really do, I really did appreciate this, especially what Jeff said in the beginning. And, you know, Kelly's been amazing this whole time. My one issue with it was, Probst is a professional here. Mm-hmm. He should have kind of guided the the conversation I, a little better instead I, of just being like, hey, come at us, say whatever you want. I agree. Like giving somebody who isn't a professional that space and not giving them like the proper way to handle it or right. the way to talk about it just puts her in a tough position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I agree with that. And I, I do feel like maybe it should have been like a little bit more structure. I get yeah. why there wasn't like, I, I like Jeff doesn't want to like say like, okay, like here, like here are the limits to what you yeah. can say and how you can say it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, throwing the two of us in a studio and just saying, hey, go. Yeah. It's like, wait, well, what, 
like there there are there mics here like what do we do like it's just like just like a little bit of a guidance would have been good but i like to be fair like kelly really does hold her own here and she does she does a great job uh and she says uh you know after after jess uh jeff you know goes through his opening uh that the hardest thing for her was that dan stayed in the game um even after she said something um and that the hardest part wasn't necessarily just like the the injustice or like the act of it happening more that like i spoke up and i was not being supported or believed um and that is just uh, that i mean that's heartbreaking yeah but that's like kelly did everything like she didn't like jeff said she didn't ask for it she did everything right here like she brought it up on day two and she brought it up to producers and you know at some point like how many times does she need to bring it up for something to happen here exactly and this just is really a microcosm for a lot of what's going on where mm -hmm. these people are speaking up and no one believes them yeah even when you do everything right you become vilified or you become right you you're not you know reaching a, a solution or anything yeah. like that. So that's unfortunate. And that's what the whole frustrating and sad part was. So it was real, like you said, it was really nice that Jeff went out in the beginning and said, no, we were wrong. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it just also adds to what Jamal said. Jamal said, believe women. And that's what we need to do. Yeah. Um, people who, I, people who are in the boat don't want the boat to be rocked, but Unfortunately, like like the Jamal's question about like what moral lines do you have and will you not cross? Like it's just like when you see something happen to someone else, like you should stand up for them and yeah. just not let it happen. Like especially when you see something that's not right. Yeah. Um, especially and, when it's a game. Yeah. You know? Well, the game makes it so much harder, yeah. and I, I think that's they they really did kind of like address that too, totally. where it's where it's 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 hard to put all the pressure on Kelly to say something and to do something and to really be like, hey, no, seriously, stop. Let's let's do something about this. Like, it's not, it shouldn't be her place to have to do it over and over and over again. Like, yeah, she's got like a responsibility to say something like once, but like once it's aware that there's like an issue here, people should do something about it. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, Jeff, Jeff tells her, your voice should have been enough. Uh, it will be next time. Um, and uh, Kelly uh, Kelly tells him that, uh, I feel like I can be really proud of the fact that I spoke up, spoke up and I asked for these changes and CBS and Survivor are making those changes because I asked. Um, so the question then is what changes were actually made, right? So before the finale, uh, CPS put out a statement. Not going to read the entire statement. It's a long statement. If you're looking for it, you can you can find it out there. Um, but I wanted to highlight a couple things that are the couple of the changes that CBS says are, are being made in the future seasons here. Um, so uh, for season forty, which was uh, which we're going to have uh, starting in February, uh, that was recorded after thirty nine, uh, but obviously before all of the uh, season thirty nine aired. Um, but, uh, for this following season, uh, that has already been filmed the season 40, uh, they say that specific guidelines regarding personal space, inappropriate behavior, and how to report those issues. Uh, they, they've got new protocols and, and new, uh, new information about that for the contestants. So that's, that's a good start. Uh, now for moving forward beyond that, um, that they are implementing, uh, quote, uh, co uh, confidential means of reporting any concerns so that uh, production can address them promptly apart from the game. Uh, and they are also, uh, the show will enhance its pre-production orientation with new anti-harassment, 
unconscious bias, and sensitivity training for cast, producers, and production crew on location. A new rule will be implementing a new rule will be implemented stating unwelcome physical contact, sexual harassment, and impermissible biases cannot be brought into the competition and will not be permitted as part of gameplay. This will be covered in the cast orientation for each season, along with clear instructions on how to report violations. Um, so it looks like Survivor is, and uh, oh, and to follow it, that this is going to not just be for Survivor, but to adapt it to the network's other reality TV programming moving forward, which means Big Brother, Mm -hmm. basically, and presumably Amazing Race, uh, Love Island, maybe. uh, Who knows what reality undercover boss? Uh, Like, whatever, any reality TV show is like, this is kind of, which is great. Like, I'm glad that this is not just a Survivor thing because we had issues with Big Brother this season. Different issues, but big issues. Glad to see that this is going to be covering everything. At, at CBS Reality TV. That's great. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kelly might not have won the game, but she can be proud that she's helping, you know, change a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not to, you know, it, not to fully like interpret what they're saying here, but it looks like, you know, if a Dan situation happens in the future, that they're going to be much more aggressive in stamping that out. If a situation happens, say, where, uh, you know, say like a, maybe a Big Brother season 15 where someone's dropping the N-bomb, uh, that's a no. You're out. Um, and potentially here um, and will not be permitted as part of gameplay here um, if someone goes and say like, oh, hey, this guy said the N-word to me. We've got to get rid of him. And he didn't. Like, that's not allowed either. Yep. Um, so it's great to have all that together. Yeah. Like it's just like this should not be a part of a game. This is not fun. This is not this is not a game that people should be playing. So let's take it out. Yeah. Great. One hundred percent with the you. Holes. Good. Love it. Love it. Um, so, you know, how serious are they? We'll find out. I, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. It sounds like uh, productions, uh, survivors, CBS, everyone here. It sounds like they're uh, interested in making changes. I don't see how we can move forward without making changes. Like it, it's it just seems impossible for things to not change here. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad to see things are changing. And we will we will time will tell. Uh, time will determine everything here. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I feel like this is the, you know, Jeff called it a silver lining, or at least you know something good that came out of this mess of a season here. Um, it, it, there's something positive here and i think this is positive like i'm 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 glad to see these rules these long overdue rule changes um i, I think it's going to be a very positive thing for the game moving yeah. forward right i'm with you okay all right so that i think that concludes our talk about season 39 so let's what a season let's close the close the book on on dan and all that and and just put that that is in the past let's look island of the idol let's look to- forward to the future uh, two of our Island of the Idols uh, players, uh, or pardon me, not players, but uh, cast members, are going to be featured on season forty. So uh, the the season forty is winners at war, uh, where it is for the first time ever. Uh, Survivor is bringing back twenty people who have won this game before. 39 seasons so far. Uh, I guess 38 back, uh, unless they're bringing back uh, whoever won. Um, but uh, 20. 20 winners, which is incredible. First of all, these 20 people are willing to do it. But I'm going to run down the cast for you. They were all shown in the... uh, It was a very quick video. Everyone got like a fraction of a second. But let's go over the cast here because it is a crazy cast. And I am so hyped for so many of these people. Um, So the two tribes, we've got a red tribe and a blue tribe. And we're going to split the tribes here. We're going to tell you who's on each tribe, right? So on the red tribe, we've got 
from the winner of Survivor All-Stars, Amber Mariano, who you may know, married to Boston Rob, happens to be on the blue team, by the way. They split up that family pair. Interesting. Um, But that is interesting, by the way. There is that blood versus water aspect to only one group of people in this game here. Uh, Also on the Red uh, Tribe. Uh, from a uh, winner of One World, uh, Kim Spradlin Wolf. Uh, very excited to see her play again. Uh, the winner of Pearl Islands and Heroes vs. Villains, Sandra Diaz Twine. The Queen. The Queen is back. Uh, the winner of Game Changers, Sarah Lacina, uh, also from uh, Kageon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner of South Pacific, Sophie Clark. Uh, who played an excellent game. Uh, a winner of David versus Goliath, Nick Wilson. Uh, another huge favorite of mine. Uh, the Llama Whisperer from Kageon, Tony Vlachos. Yes. Oh my goodness, Tony's coming back. Uh, from Blood versus Water, Tyson Apostle, who is, uh, he is fantastic. Like, he is so damaged. One of the funniest people. He is really, he is really fantastic. Uh, Wendell Holland from Ghost Island, who we loved. Love Wendell. He was great. Uh, and uh, one, of, one of the people I'm actually the most excited about, Coming back from Cook Islands, Yule Kwan, uh, who is like a really like he is he is I feel like he is an underrated winner. Like because oh, he yeah. had he had such a bad like he was so down in the numbers. He had Ozzy helping him out there a little bit, but like that like everything went wrong and he just he just made everything work. People love him. him. When I was yeah. uh you know checking out Reddit and going on the internet, seeing what people thought and stuff, everyone was talking about so him. So damn smart, so damn smart. Okay, on and the he's aged pretty well too. Yeah, not bad, right? Uh, on the blue tribe, we've got from Millennials versus Gen X, your winner, Adam Klein, uh, your winner of Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, Ben Drebergen, uh, from Survivor Africa, Ethan Zone. He is Ethan. the he's the furthest throwback. That's yep. season three right there. Uh, from uh, Second Chances, uh, Cambodia, the winner, uh, Jeremy Collins. Jeremy, fantastic player. Um, Redemption Island winner, Rob. Like we said, Rob's yep. back. Uh, the winner of Survivor Guatemala, Danny Boatwright. Uh, the winner of Survivor Philippines, Denise Stapley, who, again, a lot of fans are excited about. Uh, she played a phenomenal game. Uh, from Korong, Ka- uh, Michelle Fitzgerald. Uh, from San Juan del Sur, uh, another, I think, really underrated winner, uh, Natalie Anderson, who played an, a brilliant game there. And from another fan favorite here, from Survivor Micronesia, fans versus favorite, Parvati. Parvati's back. Hell yeah. Parvati Shallow. Uh, th- those are your casts. What do you think of this cast, Lance? Uh, it's absolutely stacked. Right? I, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, like, what team I like best. And it's like, it's like trying to choose between your kids here, because these are all, like... I just can't wait to see these people. Yeah, I, I mean, both tribes are just loaded. I think blue, I might give the advantage to blue by like a hair. Okay. All right. Uh, I was thinking maybe to red. I don't know. It's it's tough. Like, uh, we just got to see how these, how they how they play. Like, we haven't yeah. seen some of these people play in. That's I true. Mean, this Survivor started 20 years ago and we're going back to Survivor Africa. Yeah. So that's like 17 it's years. It's a different game for so, a lot of these people. 18 years. Who still got it? Yeah. Some of these people have never even seen Hidden Immunity Idols yep. played. Like, it's like Africa. That wasn't a thing. Yep. Right? Uh, they didn't bring. Uh, yeah. So. Um, plus, so we don't, plus, there's a couple twists that oh, are going to be introduced that's yes, going to change some things. There are some twists. So the first twist, I don't know that it's a twist, but the prize is $2 million, which. 
the cast seems to love. Yeah. That was, <laughs> Sandra's, Sandra's going to go from winning $2 million yeah. to $4 million. Good for her. Yeah. And I think that's just probably, you know, the cost of doing business with the re- yep. returning players. Yeah. It's like, well, plus it's a you, lot easier to get them all coming back if you give them $2 million. Exactly. Plus, if you're doing a, a winter season like this, you got to up the ante a little yeah, bit. A little bit, right? It's a, it's a nice touch. Yeah. CBS can afford um, it. Yeah, so uh, the fan favorite, uh, Edge of Extinction. Edge of Extinction is back, Lance. What do we think of that? I actually, I'm not a big fan of Edge of Extinction, yeah. but for this, I will give an exception because we love all these people and for them to kind of go away so quickly, I yeah. don't know how much I like that. So yeah. I'm cool with hanging out with them a little bit as long as I don't want to double come back where you can come back like at final five or four or anything like that. Yeah. Don't give me that. Okay. Well, I think that's where we're heading. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's uh-oh. what we're, but I, I do fully agree with you that I th- feel like if this is a season with returning players, you don't want to lose someone like Tony on day one and then never see Tony again. This way you've got something, you know, it's a long shot that someone's going to repeat the Chris Underwood feat, but you know, the, the possibilities out there, so they're going to stick around. Um, but I, I do agree uh, with the fact that that it's it's nice to have them stick around, I'm a little worried. Like you said, that they're gonna do the same exact mechanism. Um, not a big fan of throwing someone back in at final five, uh, especially throwing someone back in with like an idol or like idol tools. Like hopefully that's not a part of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, otherwise, uh, I'm I'm there for letting them uh, letting them stay in the game. Uh, now the weird the weirdest twist I think for the season are fire tokens, uh, and we saw a little bit about like what this is all about. It looks like ancient money or something, right? Uh, you dig up from the beach. Uh, so uh, so there are. Um, when you start the game, you get these tokens, right? So everyone gets like a bankroll of fire tokens to start the game. And if you're voted out of the game, you've got to give your tokens to someone who's still in the game, right? So it's like a legacy advantage, right? So if you you, you blow it and you're out first, you got to like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to give my money to Tony. He can use it to buy whatever. Um, and then that, 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 that gets shipped off. But if you're on the edge of extinction... Uh, presumably without money because you just had to give it all away and you find an advantage you can sell the advantage basically to players who are in the game to get tokens for yourself to buy food and stuff uh, so like a survivor store the survivor store is now open for season 40 it's interesting they're bringing kind of like bringing the auction back it, it yeah it's like an auction that lasts all season basically yeah, yeah. Um, but I do you... like the strategy that yeah. you get voted out and giving somebody the the coins isn't actually a good, it might not be a good thing. Mm. This could be all strategy where it's like, I want to put the the target on somebody's back. Kind of like how Jamal tried to put the target on Dean's back. Yeah. Um, I don't, we don't know a lot about, um, you know, the, uh, the full extent of what the fire tokens can buy, but we saw part of a menu there in the, in the preview. Uh, it looks like two blankets and two pillows. will cost you four tokens. You can buy a tarp for five tokens. Uh, there's an advantage and a challenge. We don't know how many tokens that is because we didn't see that, but that's part of it. And there's also a food section of this, so you can buy food. Um, so you know, it, it all makes sense because you're getting these 20 winners back, and you gotta make it a little easier. They've already won. Some people yeah. haven't been on here in years, so to entice the right people back, you gotta make it a little easier. You know, not everybody just wants to. Not everybody wants to be Boston Rob and just sleep on the sand. You know. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, if you get enough fire tokens, you can just buy Boston Rob's former shelter, right? Yeah, I mean, that's two hundred tokens. Maybe just like the first floor, and somebody buys the second floor. Yeah, if someone, uh, you know, if someone gets in real good with everybody on their way out, you know, uh, get, collect enough uh, tokens as a legacy advantage and uh, move into some uh, beachside pro- beachfront property. That's maybe, pretty good. Maybe you can pay for the flip a coin 
and get the idle nullifier. Oh yeah, yeah. Buy buy the coin. Yeah. Yeah. Just how go. many how many coins the coins cost? <laughs> It's a lot of tokens. Um, so that uh, so winners at war, winners at war is coming February twelfth. So that is not. We are really only a little bit over a month away. Um, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this season to get started. Uh, but uh, Lance, before we see the premiere, before we get any more information about this, uh, I've got to ask you the question, uh, and we're gonna go on the record right here today. Who out of these twenty people that I mentioned? do you think has what it takes to win season 40? Who is your going into the season? Who is your winner pick here? I, uh, I've got it down to two. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to flip the coin okay. in my head. I'm going to go Parvati. Parvati. Oh, okay. The coin. Look at that. Another, another important survivor coin flip. That's right. What, um, uh, what about you? So, okay. So I love Parvati and she's great at the game. Uh, she Everybody was, wants her out though. She, that was the story of, that was the story of heroes versus villains. Exactly. Everyone wanted her out for yep. day one. She's got a big target, but everyone has a huge target on their back. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, but I'm thinking some targets are bigger than others, right? I think like Boston, Rob and Amber go in with huge mm-hmm. targets just because yep. there are two of them. Yep. Like one of them has got to go out ASAP. Uh, I think we're going to see people like uh, like Jeremy Collins, uh, Tony, your big physical players. I think you're going to see them go out just because they're big physical players. Um, and I think like I feel like it's going to be one of your more like under the radar winners with a strong social game that people aren't going to be like really on the lookout for. Like I think people are going to be on the lookout for Denise Stapley's social game or maybe like uh, Sophie Clark, who's fantastic. Like I feel like they'll be maybe on the lookout for for her game. Um, but uh, my my winner pick here, like, I like Michelle. I like Michelle Fitzgerald. Like, I, I feel like she could really pull it out. Like, I, I know there are a lot of people on Korong who watched this season didn't really understand how she won the game over uh, Aubrey, who played a fantastic game. But it's because she made those great social connections and they were very kind of like under the radar social connections. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you, you need here. If I'm picking a dark horse... Yeah, I'm, I'm going Sarah. Okay, do you think Sarah could do it yeah. again? That I, I feel like that's exactly why she won Game Changers because she did kind of run under the radar there as well, but had a really good game going for her. Yeah, no, I think you make a lot of good points. I think you're going to really get the big alphas, whether it's female or male, yeah. just you know shooting shots across the bow at each other. Yeah, while some of those other people that are just like I'm going to lay low, I'm going to make my way, and then they. You know, they make those critical moves at the end. And that's that's how Sarah's played before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, if I had to choose someone on the red team, I, I mean, I, maybe, I, maybe I just said, like, I, I don't know if she's got a chance to win, but I, I like Sophie Clark. I like Sophie Clark's chances there. I think, uh, you know, Kim Spradlin's also on the red team, and mm-hmm. she's such a, like, she just, she just dominated oh, the yeah. world. But I feel like she's almost kind of got this mythical quality about her now where, like, people are just like, yeah, that was, she was really good at that. I wonder um, if there's anybody that, because we talk, we revere a lot of these yeah. people. I wonder if there's anybody that, thought about maybe I don't want to do this to ruin my legacy. I wonder if anybody actually does kind of ruin their legacy. That's a, that's a good question, right? Because I, I feel like we've seen it a few times where it's like maybe JT uh, Thomas should have stopped coming back to Survivor after winning a million dollars. You yep. know, like yep. it's, uh, you know, you kind of had a rough go of it. And, you know, uh, Sandra could have gone out on top after, you know, heroes versus villains. Uh, she came back for that one more season and mm-hmm. she, you know, she didn't win, but yep. I feel like she put in a good, uh, it's, 
you gotta give it a try. It's two, yeah, mil- totally. it's two million dollars, you know. Yeah, and all these people at one point, yeah, have loved this game and idolized this game. So for the chance to come back, yeah, you got to do it. And I feel like you, for each and every one of these twenty people, I think there's a route for them to get to the end. Like they've done it before, and there's no one here who can't win. I really don't think there's anyone here who can't win. Like even like a Boston Rob or Amber, like I. You know, one of them's probably going to go early, but maybe the other, the one, other one sticks around yep. for a while yep. and maybe they're vulnerable at a few votes, just like Tommy was. But Tommy had the right tools at the right time. So maybe they will. Yeah. Um, they're going to be lots of advantages and maybe they're going to just spend a bunch of fire tokens. Well, Who that's knows? what's so fun about this upcoming season is that usually when you go into it, you know, like there's a couple people that just aren't going to make it or yeah. they might take them as a goat and stuff. There's no easy... You know, there's no layups or anything. Yeah. These are yeah. all winners. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough even figuring out like if you're one, who would you vote out first? Because there are so many people that you want to vote out yeah, first because they're all winners. That's why I think the first episode is going to be so fun. It's so many people. It's like, I want to get this person out. And it's going to be like the, the merge episodes where it's like eight people's names just get thrown out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going in with a lot of hope for the season. I, I know fans are hyped for it. We're hyped for it. And uh, for sure, we are going to be back here. Uh, talking about it. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break for the holiday here. We're going to enjoy a, a little bit of uh, R&R over the uh, the Christmas and New Year's holidays and all that good stuff. But we will be back here in in uh, in, in late January, mid to late January. Uh, we'll do some uh, preview stuff for season 40. We'll talk to a, a few, a few great guests we've got lined up. Um, so you're going to want to stick around for that. Uh, so if you haven't, by the way, yet subscribed to Survivor Brothers and you want to stay uh, informed about everything Season 40, please give us a, a follow and, and subscribe to us on your, your favorite podcasting apps, uh, whether that's Apple Podcasts, uh, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever great podcasts are found, you will find our podcast. And uh, we'd, we'd love that. And uh, if you want to follow Lancer myself, uh, you can follow me at, at Fox Van Allen. And I'm at Casually Ginger. So, yeah. So, so do that. Uh, and uh, before, we, uh, before we take off here for the, our final episode of 2019, um, I wanted to say, uh, give a, a little bit of thanks to some of the people who are very important for having us and, and getting us here. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to say thank uh, Thank you so much to all the TV Guide folks, uh, past and present, who uh, helped us with our show and actually gave us a show and were willing to gamble on two guys who just really like reality TV. Um, So uh, thank you so much to Nolene Clark, uh, Lauren Zupkiss, uh, Chris Rosen. Uh, everyone else at, at TV Guide who, you know, I, I may may be leaving off the uh, – Sadie. Let's shout out Sh- yeah. Sadie Jenis, uh, who is great on uh, Big Brother Brothers, uh, filling in for me the week I had my arm operated on. Uh, thank you so much for that. Um, here – uh, the the our podcast editor uh, Ian Goldstein, thank you so much for everything you do. Uh, got a shout out to our studio folks here, uh, Jason Jason Osborne, who's uh, been so helpful in making us sound okay, and uh, Ricardo Ochoa, who's helping us out. Uh, jo- uh, Joel Ryan, uh, Joel Ryan, uh, uh, Leslie. Up. I, I, I'm so sorry, Joel. I am so sorry. I, <laughs> uh, Leslie Gornstein, uh, and uh, of course Glenn Gaslin, who 
for, believes in this silly idea that we should be doing podcasts. And thank you so much. Um, also, big shout out to Mike Bloom and the podcasting legend Rob Cesternino, uh, who were very kind enough to sit down and chat with two nobodies who love Survivor. Um, and also a huge thanks to you. The listener, thank you so much. Oh, they're much saying me. For no, no one, no one, no one cares about you. Yeah, no, not, thank not you, Lance. No, I'll thank you, Lance. Like we can't thank you, Lance, but I will thank you, Lance. Thank you for showing up here. I know you could have just blown this off and gotten like lunch instead, but oh you were here. God, I was thinking about it. Well, yeah, I'm glad. We're all glad that you stuck around instead to talk for me for like an hour and a, a half. A triple double in and out does sound good, but yeah. this well, was a little better. Listen, maybe we'll head there now. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so thank you to all those great people. Sorry if there's someone that I forgot and my apologies for butchering everybody's names or at least some people's names. Um, and, uh, like I said, we will see you back here next year. Uh, 2020 is going to be lit, right? That's what the kids say. Hopefully. Lit AF. Yeah. It yeah. could be, could be worse. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so join us back here for season 40. We'll have new episodes in the new year. All right. For, for now, though, this is uh, Fox Van Allen and Lance Cartelli signing off. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Happy New Year. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And, with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter, to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tv guide for all this great free content and let us help you find your next bench the time has come for drag queens to save the world RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus and for the first time ever I want you to use your talent for good for a change (laughs) eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice this is how you do drag who will slay it forward win cash for their favorite cause and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars new season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free terms apply